On this fourth Wednesday in Ordinary Time, let us pray with a reading from the Holy Gospel according to St Mark. Jesus departed from there and came to his native place, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many who heard him were astonished. They said, Where did this man get all this? What kind of wisdom has been given him? What mighty deeds are wrought by his hands? Is he not the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James and Joseph and Judas and Simon? And are not his sisters here with us? And they took offence at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honour except in his native place and among his own kin and in his own house. So he was not able to perform any mighty deed there apart from curing a few sick people by laying his hands on them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. He went around to the villages in the vicinity teaching. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In these times, it's somewhat complicated to talk about the reality of the devil. It's much more gratifying and appealing to pretend it doesn't exist. We Christians believe in God the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. We don't believe in Satan. We don't have faith in him, nor do we believe in him or trust him. That's clear. Sometimes, in some Christian environments, there's so much talk about the devil and some priests talk so much about the evil one that he seems to be more important than God himself. And instead of loving Jesus, people end up being afraid of someone they don't know. It isn't so common, but it happens. The church teaches us that the devil exists, that he's a spiritual being, a fallen angel who rebelled against the will of the Father, and that's why he excluded himself from the love of God and, along with him, dragged many angels down. We don't know how many there are. The devil is a creature, that's his rank. He isn't the personification of evil, nor an opposing force to God. He doesn't fight as an equal with God, as the ancient myths say. Neither is it an evil energy or the bad wave of the world that's in the air. It isn't something that's within us, although it can happen. It isn't something abstract, but it's a being that's different from us, more intelligent than us, that continually tries to keep us away from the path of God's will. That's his primary purpose, to distance us and make us oppose what God wants for each of us. He wants us to reject holiness and happiness, and for this he uses thousands of strategies. Many of us might think that the most common way for the devil to get us away from God is through possession, but he does it with subtlety, with silence, anonymity and lies. As we contemplate the scene in today's glimpses of the Gospel, we, Christians, those who believe, have to acknowledge that our faith intrinsically entails great difficulty. Sometimes we simplify faith too much and claim to have faith without reflecting about what it means. We're even capable of criticising those who don't have faith. Other times we can ask ourselves, 
But how is it possible that they cannot believe? How is it that if they see this or that, they cannot think? However, as believers, believers who think and use the reason that God gave us, we must believe that our faith intrinsically has great difficulty. It's difficult to believe. If we don't recognise this, we will be simplifying faith, and in the end, we will be underestimating a gift from God because believing is a great gift that we receive. The possibility of believing in someone who's beyond what we see and that in the simplicity of things we can find God, of thinking that this person who walked through Galilee was God and that he came to be among us, that is a great gift and we can never forget it. Many of us find it hard to believe because faith doesn't come from having scientific evidence or certainty. Many times the human becomes an obstacle for the divine. In our own homes, in our families, we begin to look for something big, miraculous and dazzling. And that's why many times it's difficult for us to show and announce to others that God is among us. That's why sometimes it's hard for us to be prophets. The Lord came to teach us that he chose a straightforward way of making himself present to humanity, and he continues to do so through the church and through every human being. Recently, someone who has been going through a process, a wonderful path of conversion, and who cannot attend Mass on Sundays because of his work schedule, told me, Although silence invites us to reflect and to listen to the voice of God, I also believe that in encountering others we can find God. After all, everything is charity. It is to find him in our neighbour, a patient, a child, in someone who's sad. It's to wish someone a good day, give them a smile. In short, I don't know if I can explain myself, Father, because I dream of a truly Catholic, universal church where we find God in others, in the Mass, and think of those who don't approach the church and God. I believe it's unnecessary to add much more because the word of God is working marvellously in every heart. We need faith to see God's miracles and we need faith to realise that God is present. That's why the best thing we can ask for is faith, not to ask for miracles. If we have faith, we will see miracles continuously in the simple things of every day. The miracle of waking up, opening our eyes to a new day and seeing all that God has given us, our family, our children, the miracle of receiving many spiritual and material gifts. Let's pray for faith to discover that he's always there and that our human nature isn't an obstacle to believing. On the contrary, it may be the motivation to trust in his presence. May we have a good day, and may the blessing of our merciful God, the Father, Son and Holy Spirit, descend upon our hearts and remain forever.